somebody once said to me, do you actually earn a living doing this? Yeah, just about. Things, things change, you know, mm. the world changes. We spend more money than we than exists at any point in time. It's, it's borrowed and borrowed and borrowed. Olivia from the USA! Anyway, yeah, that'll make sense a bit later. Anyway, this is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. We're here to uh, connect people with the same interests and worries. And today we've got a question from Olivia in the USA. She's the listener who sent the question in. I'm Stuart the Wild Man Rabbit. My job is basically leading walks in nature, giving talks about nature, writing about nature, doing this podcast. Somebody once said to me, do you actually earn a living doing this? Yeah, just about. Who's the co-host? Uh, my name's William Manclow. I don't think you realise you started recording then, Stuart, when you did that. Livia from Ridgeway, Illinois. Um, I'm a photographer. I do... Um, you often find me behind the microphone. You often find me in front of a live audience. And sometimes you find me flying one of those annoying buzzy things in the sky called a mm. drone. But we often... You know, this... You have a plethora of different subjects that you send in to us to discuss via your questions... But we always try and bring it back to the environment, don't we, Stuart? That's the main... We try and bring it back to that main theme. Yeah. And we're here to uh, try and change the narrative and broaden it out at the very least. And we try and keep the big issues in your consciousness and through actions we try and address some of the issues that you, the listeners, raise and want us to discuss. And we're not experts. We're, we're just trying to find a way forward in a relatable way. And uh, so who's the question from... Yep. Today, William. Well, you, 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 you teased it right at the start in a, in a very loud, loud manner. Olivia in Illinois. So Olivia from Ridgeway, Illinois, the USA, of course. Uh, thanks very much for your question, Olivia. Your question is, the world is largely an illusion and bankrupt because it spends more money than ever exists at any given moment in time. With that knowledge, when one looks at any high street and its parade of shops, it's all artificially propped up. With that knowledge... Insurance seems pointless and we're insuring something that's already dead. Just because just because a shop is open, it really doesn't make mean it's a viable business. With that knowledge, what do you guys think about the world we live in? There's a lot of knowledge in there, William. There's, there's a few there's at least two there's three knowledges, isn't there? Yeah, uh so the the, the 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 base question is what do we think about the world we live in? But also just this whole idea of, you know, that the just because a shop is open doesn't mean it's really a viable business. And I, I find that quite a lot, you know, when a, when a business closes down, it's been in debt for years and it's mm. just it's just run out of room to manoeuvre. And it blames certain things. Yes. Like LTNs or, or, or it's somebody, it blames somebody else's decision. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not the decision of your of the person make, of the, running the business or it's not the, the fact that... Um, mm. You know, things thing, things change. You know, mm. the world changes. But I, I often go out into the city centre of Oxford, where we're based in England, and I I look around me, and I am realistic to know that uh, a lot of it is is uh, an illusion. It is propped up by by um, money that we spend more money than we than exists at any point in time. It's it's borrowed and borrowed and borrowed. And mm. yes, we've always done that, but it's how it's done. It's not what we do, it's how we do it. And I do think, you know, I would like to change the word from when you look around the high street, it's all an illusion that everything's okay and you know people are doing well. I would say everything is subsidised. 
Yes. Um, and so somebody somewhere is making money out of the, the this this illusion. Yes. But it's not necessarily making money out of that particular shop. Yeah, it's often the property owner who's charging certain rates mm. for their for their property. Property. It's often often the banking system because they're offering loans. Um, and you know, I've I've known various business owners within Oxford over the years, and I've often got the impression with the smaller businesses that it 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 really is basically they're either just about get keeping going, mm. you know, keeping on top of their their overhead. Um, um, or they're, they're they're just borrowing money. There was one local business owner who showed me their bank account about three or four years ago, and um, just look look, look look how much debt I'm in. That's mm. how much debt I'm in. I won't say how much it was, but it was mm. a it was a considerable considerable amount of money to be in debt, and to have that on your mind all the time, it puts a stress on you. And I sometimes wonder why some people go into that sort of business. Is it really worth it all? Is it really worth it in the end? Mm. To, to open that business and how, how how much is that business really required as well so yeah it's difficult isn't it yeah we have all these individual aspirations and we set up these businesses but you know and we see these other businesses that are established that are making money and we try and copy them and try and be them yes but that's where we go wrong i think a small business should have mind itself it's a small business and then if it grows it turns into that other thing because I like going back, let's choose the gardening industry. There are some businesses out there, like like we 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 experienced it the weekend. They do forestry. They they have a mm. um, a gardening branch. They have a landscaping branch. They have a d- d- garden design branch, and they even sell plants in a yes. in a garden center. Yeah, a small person might set up and say, "I want to do all those things," but no, you do one thing and you do it well. Yes. Um, but let, out of respect for the question from Olivia, let's just break it down into the component part. She's broke it down in. The world is largely an illusion and uh, and bankrupt because it spends more money than ever exists at any given moment in time. Now, we've do- mm. always done that, but I would argue, is that a wise, is that a wise way of doing it? You know, because... Because that goes back to consuming more than exists at any moment in time as well. It's just the question no, is no, no. There's no. There's the question no, is what is really what is money in the first place? Mm. You know, no. There's no consequence. No, not really. You know, I mean, bankruptcy is one thing, but it's is that bankruptcy really a, is just a process. It's just not really a consequence, is it? No, you know, if you if you know how the system works, you go bankrupt, you come back, you go again. Yes. Um, I, um, but yeah, but I would ask the question: What exactly is money in the first mm. place? You know, yeah. that, um, everybody it's wants a shiny thing that people want. Everybody wants everyone. Everybody wants more of it. Mm. In my experience, people will always a person will always expand into the money that they own, earn. You know, so you know that if you if you're on a certain wage a month, say you're on, I let's say a thousand pound a month. And you're living on that, living off of that, and then suddenly you're you you get a, you're able to get a, three times that amount of money. You can easily fall into this sort of consumerism, consumerist trap of you basically expand into that that money. Mm. You expand into the money that you earn. Yeah. You think you're going to be have a lot more uh, cash on you, you know, a lot a lot more cash. Um, mm collateral cash or whatever it's called no not collateral cash but you know you'd have more expendable cash sorry mm. that's the word but you just you disposable just, income disposable income that's it yeah thank you but that disposable income so soon gets eaten up because you, you, you're basically expanding into what you've what you've mm. you've earned really 
Um, um, it's a bit like the sun burning up, eating itself up. You know, it's burning its own fuel. It just expands, and in the end, it just disappears. Yeah, I think Stuart thought about the sun because he looks out the window. Mm. Um, but yeah, let's go on to the next part, which is with that knowledge, when one looks at any high street and its parade of shops, it's all artificially propped up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's subsidised. It's it's borrowed. It, it's it's. You walk into a shop and oh hello smiley face you know and you don't, don't you know you feel good because you've supported them, they feel good because you put something in the in the in the till, if you, you know in the old fashioned cash way, mm. um, but but actually uh, we all sort of know that it's just the tip of the iceberg of struggle. Yeah, and go on to the next part with with that knowledge, insurance seems pointless, and we're insuring something that's already dead. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, the insurance industry, I, I know somebody who got himself ridiculously rich out of the insurance industry. Ridiculous, obscenely. And it's sort of like, uh, um, I've got a good insurer, you know, um, and and um, but, but the guy, uh, Harvey, I won't say which company it is, but Harvey comes to see me once a year. And it, it, I know him as a, as a person as well, not just an insurance man. And uh, he's also always a slightly pessimistic, pessimistic guy, and he overinsures himself because he sort of he bites his own nail, bites his nails, and he's nervous. He, you know, but he's actually very good at selling insurance as well. But um, it's almost yeah. I mean, insurance is is very often you don't claim on it because you don't mm. you know. So why do you pay it? Yes, we have various insurances. So we have we have insurance for our cat. That's a considerable amount each month, but we keep it because as she's getting older, and she's now 21, mm. as you know, right, um, that we might need it in the future. Mm. But however, had we put that money into a bank account, the mm. same amount of money, we probably would add quite a bit of cash in our bank account by yeah, now. Yeah, to pay for it anyway. The other the other insurance we get, so we get a car, we go hire a car, um, mm. particularly when we're in Finland. Um, Finland always gets a mention. It will eventually, yes, eventually. Uh, so we have when you get a hire car, you get automatically get insured. That mm-hmm. insurance is included in the price that you pay for it. However, you obviously will pay. We've never had any accidents or anything, but it, you would have to pay a what do you call it excess mm. on top of that. So what we do is actually buy another insurance, mm. <laughs> which is called an excess waiver. Um, this, is, this is maybe a little tip for you if you ever get a hire car. Um, don't ever go with the uh, the. Um, the uh, insurance waiver that the hire car gives, you, hire car company gives you. Mm. If you're going to get a, at least one hire car or maybe two hire car, hire cars in a year, just go for one that's mm. you can get a standalone one, which is cheaper in the long term. Yep. But um, but going back to the main point is that mm-hmm. we're getting insurance for insurance. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> it does sometimes feel a little bit over over the top, and and sometimes with that sort of thing, it really really we should just be careful about what we do. Mm. Uh, and we are, we are very careful with, with somebody else's property because it's really what a hire car mm. is, it's somebody else's property. But it is, uh, I'll go back to this point here, with that knowledge, insurance seems pointless and you're, we're insuring something that's already dead. This is particularly insuring like shops, isn't it? Yeah. That's what, what, what um, she's talking about here, yeah. what Olivia's talking yeah, about. Yeah, the high street, really. Yes. Um, and also says just because a shop is open, it doesn't mean it's it's viable and doing well. No, yeah, agree, I, yes. I often say that to my wife. She said, oh, well, it's open. And I said, yes, but it doesn't mean it's doing well. Yes. You know? 
Like these big department stores, Debenhams, they closed. They looked like they were doing well until they closed as well. They do, yeah. Wilkinson closed recently. It's mm. beginning to reopen again, but with it's being bought out by somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I, there is, there is. I think also, um, I think with 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 um, the retail industry, you just need to have somebody who's got the energy to put into it. Mm. It's a bit like the pub industry as well. Um, mm. If the person doesn't have, hasn't got the the energy to put into it and that's energy in in, in just the day-to-day grind of everything yeah. and also the day-to-day creativity that you need to keep going and and and, and a, a finger on the pulse as it were about exactly where your um uh, business is going i remember um somebody talking about um debenhams um mm. mark ashley i think mike ashley mark mike ashley, mike ashley uh, who was involved with them towards the end um mm. the he was trying to give them ideas of how to sort of modernize and just because they didn't change and never change and if you don't change your business will go out of business but again it's being artificially propped up by by people putting money into it they see an opportunity maybe to make money themselves but it, it, it sort of just it's, it's just propping it is just propping it up it can be just propping it up can't it yeah and the last bit is uh, with that knowledge what do you guys think about the world we live in well having gone through that whole question a bit morose <laughs> I feel yeah. a bit, uh, you know, well, I just have to focus on, you know, it's a bit selfish and maybe this is where we go wrong. You know, I just have to focus on myself and get my own house in order. Yeah. As best just, I can. I, I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment entirely. I mean, are we, myself and my wife try, do try to attempt to um, look after the little person, as it were, as much as possible. Mm. Um, anything local, anything small. Um we do go to the bigger companies, of course, um, mm. with supermarkets especially, or with coffee shops as well. But we do like to go to the smaller businesses because often you see somebody who's running a business and they maybe they are struggling as well. But knowing that if you could walk into that shop and just spend a tenner in that shop, it it, it might just just keep that keep it going as well. Because mm. some of these businesses, some of these some of these smaller shops. Yeah, you, I do like this idea of I, I do understand this idea of um, you know because just because a shop is open it doesn't really mean it's a viable business. Mm. It's very true actually, um, but sometimes viability can also just be the fact that it, it it's not well known. It hasn't been mm. hasn't been going long enough. I think with, within business you have to be in business long enough to actually for, for people to actually even recognise you exist in the first mm. place. I remember you were talking about there was a particular cafe coffee shop in, in in oxford sylvie's remember which yeah, no longer exists yeah, and you, Road. yeah and you particularly wanted to go there didn't you now yeah. there are reasons why that that person has stopped doing that um which i totally understand um but you were slightly disappointed you weren't able to go there yeah they had uh, some sort of i don't know secret garden or something out the back yeah it was, a, it was a very nice little place i think it's yeah. i think i think it's still running in some respects so yeah. I, I i'd keep an eye out for that so yeah. but that's just an example i think of when a business sort of just go, peters out a little bit mm. or just it it, it they, it, it disappears for a it's, i think there was a good there was a good reason behind it but businesses will just disappear mm. but because so, they've lost the the business owner has lost the energy behind it. Yeah. Uh, so the action for me is uh, I'd advise just let's all get our own houses in order and then see where that leads us. Yeah. So uh, where that will statement will lead us is to an announcement. We're uh, just so you know uh, in 2024 we're going to be going once a week uh, on a Sunday 10 a.m. We're going to drop the Tuesday episode. But we, what we are going to be doing is uh, on the Sunday, we're going to be doing two questions 
in the one episode. So you're going to get the same amount of questions a week, but just in longer form on a Sunday. Yeah, and the first episode that will happen in is the first one of the year, which will be Sunday the 7th of January. Yeah, I believe so. That's our so. first one. Yeah. Um, usually, our first episode of the year wouldn't be so late in the year, would it? It would be, right. this year would have been would have been, would have been the Tuesday, but because we're going to Sunday, it will be the 7th yeah. of, of January. So, uh, we'll leave you with that. Uh, I've been Stuart the Wildman, but he's been... I've been William Manklo. Uh, we appreciate everybody who joins in this uh, joins us for this podcast, including that ambulance that's just driven past that might be picked up on this microphone. <laughs>